Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free. You get access to our show notes, all of our game matchup notes. It's a great deal. So join us. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you never want to hear me say this again, just go give us a dollar a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you'll never have to hear me say this in a podcast again. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it! Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff years out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. The Seattling fucking situation that we are in right now. Alright, that's yeah. that's that's enough of that. That it, that made it, total it, sense. I gave everything I could for the first thirty seconds and then uh the rest of the show they're just we're 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 just gonna die and do nothing, right? Well, because that's how the Cubs play now. Well, Little Yumper's just here for the cotton rants. That's all he was here. I did you, maybe we let him warm up to it a little bit. A lot of people were asking me to check on Crawley. Uh, one, uh, you know, our, our good uh, friend, uh, maybe not so good friend anymore, Eric Wheelower, because he's a Brewers fan. He was texting me through the whole game, and I did not text him back because I didn't want to hear shit. But at the end, he did express concern for your well-being, Crawley. And he said, you better check on Crawley. This is the kind of game that might kill him. Well, I just want to say I have a trunk full of alcohol and I'm going on a weekend bender. So that's about where we are right now. So I, I am literally going to drink away this entire game. And, and, and honestly, I'm so fucking pissed right now. I can't even get, I can't even talk. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll my get, God. We'll, we'll I'm, get I'm with you, Crawley. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I mean, feeling it, the pain. Here's the thing. That was so ridiculous that you can't, it's like not even, you can't be even be mad. It's, it's almost like, 
I don't know. It's it's like you you found out that your kids, you know, had a, a crazy party and caused a, you know forty thousand dollars worth of damage at your house, and and it's like it's so ridiculous because there's poop on the wall and 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 there's a dead stripper in the closet and stuff, and it's so bad that you almost don't know what to do. You know, it's like I you just sit there and you're not mad. You're just you're dumbfounded with how you could lose a baseball game that you're up seven to nothing with the number one bullpen in the major leagues, ostensibly by some metrics, and you can't lock that down. I mean, (laughs) so we had the show, we had Wheelow on, we talked about it, we did the temperature check, everything like that. And uh, if you remember, I said I looked at the lineups. I looked at the lineups, how they performed against the Brewers pitchers. And I'm like, sweep. I, I don't see how the Cubs even win one fucking game right now. Just don't see it. And then all of a sudden, the baseball gods shined on us. <gasps> what? Corbin Burns? They're doing the same thing they do with the Grom? They're going to push him back? So th- this is how confident the Brewers were that they were going to send some little chubby kid out to the mound to pitch. Not even Corbin Burns. A, stud. a child. No, a a child. nerdy child. A nerdy child with glasses. And, and he so couldn't they, get it done. They send him out, and he got his little family, and his grandma's there with like little signs and shit. And the Cubs absolutely <laughs> pounce on him. And, you, and and hey, hey, Jake, you don't have to be great. You don't have to be Cy Young. Just be mediocre today, and we win. You know what? Do that. Throw the fucking ball down the middle. I get it. This is professional baseball, and you can't live inside. That you know that that middle middle you can't do that. I mean, you got to go to the edges. But if there was ever a time that you could, I don't know, maybe throw a few more in there because you got a seven run lead, you do that. But instead, this motherfucker walked everybody he saw four walks, one point two innings. What I, the fuck? I, I do want to address something here, right here, and this is something that Owen Powell said, and I keep trying to tell people, trying to figure out when the fire sale begins. I told you it began with the trade of you Darvish. That's the fucking beginning of the fire sale. And so now you sit here, we talked, we joked about it last year. Remember what we said? We said you and Kyle in a steaming pile. Now you just got Kyle in a steaming pile. You have fucking shit for pitching. You don't have starting pitching. Like I said, uh, Alzali may be in the future. Davies, Hit and miss. Hit and miss. Anything else? Appendix boy, his dad enjoys it. Trevor Williams, you have garbage. The fire sale has begun. But you know what? We did have a little bit of pitching yesterday, and they still fucking lost the game. But here's the (laughs) thing, guys. We are in what's called a catch fucking 22. It's a catch 22 because you have three guys that are phenomenal players that most people would want. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javi Baez. If those three do good, though, then nobody wants to sell. Go for it. But then all of a sudden they suck, and now you're like, sell them. What do you think you're going to get for a half of year of the number 20th F4 offensive ranked first baseman with a bulky back issue, uh, 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 up and down, hot and cold shortstop, and uh, a fucking uh, a third baseman slash outfielder who gets injured all the time. What do you really think you're going to be raking in the riches with that? You're not. Yeah. So unless they're doing really phenomenal, then you can, but then you won't want to. So we get stuck in this loop that's fucking ridiculous. If yeah, we want- we've been in for five years, by yeah. the way. 
We've been in this loop for forever saying these things over and over again. And at this point, it's just going to be over next year regardless. So when we talk about fire sale, uh, Cubs fan Jeff Berta says, Kimbrell, yeah, maybe Kimbrell will get you a top 10 prospect. Maybe. That's about it. Then you got yeah. then then what? You really have nothing. Maybe Chase. Joe, Joe Kilgallen said it best on Twitter or whatever, whatever, wherever I saw him. He said it would be better with some of these guys to just wait and uh, you know for somebody else to sign them, so then they get a compens- compensatory, compensatory, yeah. compensatory pick. God damn, that's you, a tough can, word to say. You can, you can do that, and you can hope that, and you can just honestly. It, it's probably better just to ride it out with these guys than trade them for that's, really nothing. And, and that's, that's really yeah, that's what you what come he, down to. That's what he's saying. It, it, like, like you're saying, there's so little to get, and they're not playing well. Yeah. So it might just be better to hang on to them, ride out the season, it, it and get your be, compensatory t- pick. It would have to be a specific situation where, like, somebody's shortstop went down. Like, you know, let's say, you know. It, it, or a team lost Every fucking catcher that ever put on the uniform, <laughs> something like that. You know, so, but if, it, if you lose somebody, you might want to fill that hole because you're so close to doing it, and maybe that's when Javi goes. But I, I think that uh, you know, I, I, I think your best thing bullpen is what gets you. And and and, and, and I have a new pet Pitching. peeve. I have a new pet peeve, and I'm going to say it right now. And I say it to John Pincus with nothing but love because John knows this. Nobody, guys, nobody, nobody. Is taking Jason Hayward's shit contract. Yeah. Who, it it I, is weird whatever people say they should trade Hayward because, yeah, that's <laughs> well, that's going to be a Nolan Arenado trade where we have to pay somebody pay fifty million dollars to yeah. take him. And it's not like there's some like hot shot right fielder that he's blocking in the minor leagues. <laughs> like that guy we got for that red haired can- can- uh, Canadian Owen. that we got for you, Darvish. Like he's like um, I forget. You, Owen Casey or something yeah, like Owen that. Casey, yeah. yeah, he's like seven years away from the major. So we like so, by that time we'll have we'll have a whole other bad Hayward contract in, in between. So I got a tip off from a friend of mine, and uh, I don't know, Danny, if you saw this. Cubs are not. See, this is driving me nuts. Cubs are not eating seventy five percent of a contract. Do you understand that contract's like over a hundred million dollars? You think they're going to eat eighty million dollars? The Ricketts, who who are trying to sell bricks for two hundred dollars, <laughs> you think they're going to eat eighty million dollars? That's not happening. So, guys, now everybody, do me a favor. Stop. Jason Hayward will be on this team like Alfonso Soriano was until the very last year, year and a half of the contract yep. when you paid the rest of it. That's it. Other than that, until we get to like close to 2023, I don't want to hear any more Jason Hayward going anywhere. No, he's well, and, and yeah, like he, he's not going to go anywhere. And like you're saying, the, the Ricketts are not going to take that money, you know, the 75%. That's fucking crazy talk, especially when you consider – that the Ricketts are no longer a fan of this team. Like, that's a fan saying, let's get rid of this guy because we could get anything, pay anything to get rid of him so that we can get something else in there. Well, but it's because you're a fan and you want to see somebody better out there, but the Ricketts are not fans anymore. They could give a fuck. They're just like, well, I guess this is what's, what we're going to do. Yep, exactly. Well, you, you won't I be will- booing next year. I will tell you something, and, this, and I didn't put this in the script because I wanted to drop this here and see your guys' honest reaction. I didn't put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> got a little, 
Drop it, baby. Drop I, I it. almost rarely ever give an honest reaction. Wait, so I'm what exactly you are you going to be dropping? Me. Because if it's your pants, I'm going to go get a drink. I'm not dropping my pants yet. But <laughs> what, what, today. What, what ends up happening here, you think the Ricketts and, and, and what's going on at 1060 West Addison and the Gallagher Way building, you don't think they know what's going on. This is what people are getting on the season ticket holder waiting list. Oh, now I'm not. Say? You're not going to read all this, but what it is is they're taking people off the season ticket holder list and offering them an opportunity to buy all of August and September, so they get to be trial season ticket holders. Essentially, oh. they need to get rid of tickets, and they are concerned. And if you listen to the broadcast, everyone's going, "Wow, there's not a lot of people for Cubs versus Brewers in the summertime in Milwaukee." You could have gotten tickets today for ten fucking dollars easily, and. Do you know who are the people that usually take those tickets? The Wisconsin's paying attention to basketball. No offense, they don't give a shit about the Brewers right now. They're happy, yay. But the people that mostly fill up that stadium are Cub fans. Cubs fans. And you and know who didn't go. go? We didn't go, yeah. They didn't go. I was yeah. going to go today. And I, I really, I woke up, I'm like, 10 bucks. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll take the kids, jump in the car. I'm going to Wisconsin anyway. I'll take them to Miller Park. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And here's the thing. They are concerned. So this letter right here is for August and September prorated next week. The Cubs are going to offer an opportunity because they know. They know the longer they wait, the less value there is on that ticket. So they're taking people off that list and saying like, ah, look at this wonderful, magical opportunity. You get to be a season ticket holder for two months. Yeah. Well, by the way, if anybody gets that letter, uh, don't do it. Just, I mean, you really shouldn't do it. Like, no. stick with StubHub. Use our link, sunranto.com slash StubHub. Buy plug, tickets plug. from fans who have already, already gotten who, who already got suckered in, like crawling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, all and, sold, Steve. you know, we were talking, we were talking about, uh, you're you talking know about what you're doing. You're like the Cubs. The Cubs know what they're doing, too. They're like, man, we're going to be bad by the end of this year. Like, crawling, you you saw the writing on the wall. You're like, oh, sure, September 28th. I got that one. Oh, September 24th. No problem. Bring the whole family. You'll be fine. I'll even help you get five more. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, but this is sort of a um, I don't know. This is this is showing us what's happening too. You're talking about how there was only what less than thirty thousand people today. It was a day game, but they didn't fill that stadium up at all. One reason is because it used to be really hard to get tickets at Wrigley. Right, like you just couldn't get tickets to go because they were full all the time, and now they're not. If you're willing to pay, there's always a ticket available at Wrigley. You don't have to drive up to Milwaukee anymore, and that's like that's another reason that those it's still, games were empty. Every everything's so weird. I you know we talked about it last week with the you know why tickets are not selling because uh, you know. Even on a beautiful Saturday against the Marlins, all those games were just beautiful, perfect weekends. The one we went to, Michael, perfect yep. day. We end up paying a lot of money because we have eight people that need to get in. Okay, you can't find eight tickets together very easily on StubHub. You can kind of piece something together, but it's difficult. So you're ending up buying them from the Cubs. You go and when we showed this a couple weeks ago, you want to make fun of StubHub's fees. The Cubs charge way more in fees. They're six bucks a ticket. Free, plus a percentage, ten percent tax. All of it comes in there. Eighty dollars a ticket out the door to sit in the upper deck on a on a beautiful Saturday that it could have rained just as easily, and that tickets were twenty bucks. But 
you know, that is one thing. People don't have that money out the door. It's that sucked. That's a once a year thing for my family. We did it. I know, Carl, you did a similar thing where you spent like $800 on one game. That's ridiculous. Okay. Like you, you have the money. You don't mind doing that for the one game you do it. A lot of people don't mind it for the one game that they're going to come. If they're coming in from out of town or something, they'll do that one game. But you're every single day show up to the ballpark fan, which Chicago has a ton of. They are screwing over in favor of your out-of-town fan who doesn't know shit and is going to pay $80 a seat because they don't know how to do it any other way. They're thinking we can get that guy and making having a, a ballpark full of for 25,000 people of uh, 25,000 of those people is enough for them. People that don't care about money or you're out of towner and fuck all the other fans who only got the 10, 20 bucks to get in, you know, like they, and they, they raise the prices of beer. The team's not good. They have, you know, they obviously sold, you know, they, they said before the season they were selling fans aren't stupid. When they sold you Darvish, you got last year where people did other stuff. You saw the ugliness that happened with the negotiations, even trying to get that 60-game season going. It was ugly. They could have played 81 games easily. They couldn't get it together during COVID to play the season Again, because of greed and bullshit. And then on top of, and then on top of that, they make a shitty product in which they, you know, when they finally do get it together, they let everybody in the playoffs, like the fucking under 500 Marlins. I mean, it was just, everything is a disaster right now for Major League Baseball, and people are finding other things to do. And then you got the Ricketts raising money for Trump, pissing off half the city. Well, you know you what I mean? It's bullshit. Which- the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, you might have heard of the Spotify Green Room app when it was known as Locker Room, where uh, we do a show every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central about all sorts of different things. It's a conversation that you can have with us. Last time we did uh, our Cubs regrets, and the time before we talked to Matt Cameron about his Cubs art, it was awesome. Well, uh, guess what? Now on Spotify Green Room, we still have a show at 6 p.m. Central, and you can come and hang out with us. All you got to do is download this audio-only sports talk platform on the iOS and Android app store. It wasn't available for Android before. It is now. So uh, check in with us there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. Uh, and uh, you'll find us every single Tuesday. And you might find all sorts of other stuff. You can start your own darn room. If you want to, uh, just download it for free, create a profi- profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group, join the uh, Cubs group, and uh, follow Sunranto Show. Be notified when my room goes live. And um, anyway, see you Tuesday. Come, come by 6 Central on the new Spotify Green Room app. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Spotify Green Room you have now is it like i said you're in this situation where you know people and again people on twitter are like oh you you're just jumping off the bandwagon no i was ringing this bell when we did our round table show i said there were problems i said this the starting rotation bullpens aren't designed to hold up over 162 not if you're riding them well again arietta didn't even make it two innings today 
right? And so you're sitting there and you're watching these guys who just can't get past four innings. How long do you think these – do you guys remember Steve Ciszek, how awesome he was? And then Joe Madden every day, Steve Ciszek. By the end, Steve – it was just a limp noodle there that you could barely throw. <laughs> he basically, like, destroyed the guy's fucking career. But you're in this point right now where you – you like I said, I knew from the beginning of the season that this team was in a lot of trouble. And what I said is this team reminds me of 1989 where a lot of things have to go right. And And guess what? A lot of things haven't gone right. I said you needed career years, rookies to come up, veterans to do like they've done in the past. And you haven't gotten that, and this is what you got right now. But to have all those things work perfectly is very difficult in baseball. And somebody was saying today, I can't even remember, it's like, well, you know, if the Cubs had a better starting staff and, and no injuries, well, no shit. Every baseball team, if they have a starting good starting staff and no injuries, are going to be in the fucking playoffs. That's not fucking rocket science. But but you're looking what here. What we need, you see, is some ace pitchers, some great oh, hitters. You say that, huh? You interest me. Thank you. But it's just like no you're just in the like, game. So the Cubs no hit, you know, what was it? The Dodgers about a week ago. And yeah, since that no hitter, yeah. they haven't won a game. And we said that this road trip, okay, four and three, seven games. L.A. And, and Milwaukee was going to be huge moving forward. What did they do? They went one and six. Completely yeah. shit the bed every which way. Like you're talking about shit on the walls, shit on the ceiling, shit the bed, shit the comforter. It's so ridiculous. It's so it's ridiculous everywhere. how they lost that it's almost it, it's it's like you walk home from vacation and your kids like wreck the house. And instead of yelling at them, you laugh. And sit in the middle of the, your ruined abode. And then, because you don't know what to do. And then you get up and kill them later. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And this is the later, by the way. This show is the later because, uh, you know, when Bleacher Jeff, I was down at the theater today and I was helping out, um, you know, them set up some microphones for a show they're doing. And, <laughs> and Bleacher Jeff walks over to me. And when we were driving down there, it was like seven to seven to two, seven to one. Get out of the car. Jeff comes over, shows me his phone. It's 14 to 7. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what happened? I'm like, I thought we were going to get back in the car in an hour and it'd you know, be 7 to 3 or 8 to 2 or I didn't know. Well, oh, John Pinkett says, when our fucking season's dependent on stupid fucking duffing, that tells our situation. He's not. He's None not of us wanted. None no, of us he's wanted never to- coming back. He's fucking gone for the season. Yeah, well, can, no. let's get into this because there is help on the way, guys. Yeah, First, yeah, let, yeah let, there's help. There's help. And uh, for look at uh, – we got Adam Morgan. Adam Morgan here is here now. He's known for such amazing plays as giving up a game-winning grand slam to Jason Hayward and um, when he was a Philly, which he mostly played for. And, you know, he sucked today, but so did everybody. I was um, at yeah. that game when Morgan gave up the grand slam to Hayward. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, we jump-hugged in the bleachers. It was a, it was awesome. But uh, he went out there in his first uh, his first uh, time as a Cub. He did okay. He got a strikeout. Pitched an inning. He's been with Philadelphia since 2015. He's another lefty option out of the pen. We got a million of those guys at this point including, I mean, I guess he's okay. I mean, he's kind of the steadily rising ERA. He had a couple of good years in 2018, 2019, where he kept his ERA under four. For a lefty who can, you know, give you some innings, like that dude will always have a job, I guess. Or at least people will give him a shot. And then, uh, but nothing exciting here. He's just another option. Singrani is coming in. 
Um, he was a big prospect for Cincinnati, if you remember. He was a starter, and it just kind of never worked out. Then he hurt his shoulder. Then he ended up in indie ball, and he never kind of made it back. And then, um, you know, the, his indie ball team tweeted out just the other day, congratulations, Tony Singrani, for getting sprung from indie ball. You're going to the bigs, boy. Is his <laughs> T-ball team? What? I'm I'm confused. Yeah, Wait, it's, I Danny, know, I thought you told me the the Limburger lug nuts. I don't know where he, you started this by saying help was on the way. Yeah, these guys. <laughs> this is are, are, oh wait, oh wait, oh this this is what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, we got these guys. Give me a and, noose. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, this guy he had some promise. He did okay with LA when he first came up in 2017, 2018. It wasn't as good. Then he didn't play because he hurt his shoulder, and you know. So anyway, another option also throws with his left hand. I don't know if this is like a stockpiling lefties thing because they always have some value. You can include them in on, you know, your trade of somebody else. I mean, I, n- none of these names are exciting. And uh, I thought we should maybe do um, oh a couple of roster moves. Trevor Megill, after his really terrible outing um, the other day, uh, he got sent back to Iowa. Um, that was in the game one, I believe, where, yeah, there he is. He gives up the two home runs. Six of those runs of that, uh, what was it, a 10-run eighth <laughs> uh, in game one were Miguel's. He didn't record an out. He now has an an ERA of 18 in the bigs. So I think that was game on, two, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was game one. Huh. Game one, when they scored 10 runs in the eighth. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that might have already blocked I, I had, up. I had actually completely forgotten about that until uh I was like, Oh yeah, the first game, you know, that was just kind of like a normal loss and my son was like, Didn't they score ten runs in the eighth? I'm like, Oh fuck yeah, yeah it, every it was, loss was terrible. Yeah, it was tied and then it and then it wasn't is really what <laughs> happened there. And then um I thought we should do a little Illinois segment because there is news. So we mentioned earlier, Matt Duffy. Uh, I don't. I don't know. After the All Star break, maybe he'll come back, and then we'll have a. a no, he's on the sixty day. Yeah, but he could. That you know, there are sixty days left in the season. So you know. no, but that's where they put people who are never coming back <laughs> when they, they die. They, if they put you, yeah, if you die, they put you on the sixty day. The only people, the only person they didn't put on the sixty day. Who was that? Like. Uh, broke his fucking arm or, or his leg Vince or Zobris something. was for like a long time. I, he should have been. And no, uh, no. I'm saying earlier this year that the dude in AAA, like fucking. Oh, David Bodie. No, they DFA'd him instead of putting him on the 60. Oh yeah, they DFA'd him. There was a dude that fucking like broke his arm or broke his hand or some shit, and they could have just put him on the 60 day. Instead, they just DFA'd oh, yeah. him. Who was that? And I think they're going to do the same to Jose Lobaton as well. Yeah, oh my god, I know. Yeah, poor Jose. Um so yeah, I guess Illinois I could add him now to the list cuz he wasn't on there. Uh Jason yeah, Adam, Jason Adam is what I'm Jason Adam, right. Yeah, oh, he, and John Pinkus reminds us Brandon Morrow is still on the 60 day. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is throwing I from thought he flat was throwing ground. From flat ground, yeah. <laughs> so, uh he can't come back. I mean, technically he can't come back till July 22nd. So there is a chance uh, Ryan Tapera, he hurt his calf, and maybe that's why he was bad. 
Uh, well, I think Bill um, Sugas was asking about why Ryan Tapera is what, what he was at. Uh, Sugas was asking about the sticky icky stuff. And a uh, couple guys that you want to just kind of keep an eye out. Tapera would definitely be one. Uh, that Who's that reliever, Danny, that came in and, uh, you know, we saw his first debut. Uh, Nance. Nance. Nance is another one Nancy, you want to kind of yeah. watch. Just Jim watch Nance's real quick on a couple of illegitimate love child. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, him. There's a couple of guys. And Nance made his way back. Nance is 30. Like, you think of him as a rookie, and he is. But he's a 30-year-old rookie, which is kind of like a 30-year-old virgin, which is <laughs> – you're going to need something special. <laughs> you're going to need something special at this point, my my friend. Um, so, uh, so Rizzo and Bryant also, I mean, not in Illinois, yet not here. Like, Bryant doesn't take that at bat. Away from Lobatone. We'll get there. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, apparently, I mean, wait. So he since must we're really talking be about, he since hurt. we're talking about the IL, do you want to talk about those guys at all? I mean, because they're not on the IL because the Cubs don't understand what the fucking IL is. I mean, do who do they even have to come up? It doesn't matter. It's better than nobody. They have nobody, and when. Uh, Patrick Wisdom got put on the IL in the middle of the game, fucking knocked the fuck out. Now they're two guys down on that bench. They have nobody. Nobody. Yeah. yeah so, I think it was uh, what's his name? Alec Mills had a uh, pinch hit at bat. Yeah. Yeah. You could have. That's how much nobody they had. Right. <laughs> I get it. There's nobody to bring up, but nobody is a fucking player in triple a who can come up like there is a guy there is a human being that can take that fucking spot and actually go taking a bat if needed catch a ball at first base if needed because apparently it's needed we are <laughs> we need this and then you got alec mills he'll do it yeah <laughs> like D gordon yeah. jeff burtis and d gordon down there d gordon some people. Ni- nico people. horner is like on the the trek back because somehow he needs 50 more games at triple a even though he's like playing just fine and doing whatever like you got three guys that are on their way back who are in iowa and that's trevor williams uh justin Steele, who is having a really good year and nico horner and again everyone keeps kind of reminding me of that but it's like eh, you know like is that really going to be the thing that pushes his team over the threshold i have no idea i don't think i don't think that's it yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's for a while there was next man up and it was all kind of working out. And it seemed like, you know, Matt Duffy would come in and then he was doing great. And Marisnik was doing great. And and now, like, it, it just it, that was working for a while. And it, that all went away really quickly. And I think that the flaws got exposed. And, and let's frankly, these were all kind of fringe pickups anyway. You needed... I, I mean, you didn't really expect much out of any of them, and anything you kind of got was gravy. And so at this point, I'm kind of not mad at them. Like, it's not like oh. you're mad when, like, somebody, like, making, I don't know, $27 million and playing pretty good defense in right field is taking up a roster spot and hitting 123. Not, you know, not it's not like that. It you know you got Duffy making not that much. You got you know somebody like Sogar. Everybody says he sucks. He's not supposed to be out there. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he does suck, but none of these guys are supposed to be out there. Even Patrick Wisdom isn't supposed to be out there, and it's going great, but he, he wasn't supposed to be here. So anything you're getting is great, and now he's gone, and I okay. don't know what's up with him. I mean, he got his bell rung today. I mean, just totally knocked out like a prize <laughs> fighter. Yeah, Danny, th- this goes back to something I was saying uh, a show or two ago, the idea that we are waiting for this front office to fucking bring in all the new guys and draft and do all the shit. They're not signing the guys that they have, but all the guys that you were talking about, anybody that is doing good, weren't supposed to be here. Does that mean that they were not scouted properly? Like they have no idea that they were any good to begin with. And then they fucking all come back and, or they're all like the players are doing good are the ones that were not, the unanimous pick for that position? I don't know. I feel like there are maybe some more issues outside of the players than uh, what we've really been covering. Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, Dominic brings up a great point, too, about the 40-man, because that's also been part of the problem here. That, that and Dominic says, think no room on the 40-man with Brizzo to send to IL. So, like, like, you bring somebody up, you know what I mean? Like, you, who do you have – to move like they don't have people they they don't have the flexibility with the 40 man roster right now like you're right like yeah, now Lobaton's going to get injured and he's also going to get DFA'd you know because <laughs> yeah. they have to get rid of him because he's not coming back he probably never plays another game in the major leagues speaking of the games though you know that first game was the one that we were looking at that we kind of had circled right you have uh, to win that one. You're that facing one, the worst guy. The worst guy we're going to face the whole time. I mean, somebody that you can get to maybe. Right. And 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 honestly, the Cubs, This the offense didn't look bad this whole series. When we talk about all three, I guess what I mean is is that like these are good pitchers. When you were talking about Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns, and Wheelow mentioned this when he was on, you know, the three-headed monster that they have, that's a really good pitching staff. They, they did pretty good against Peralta, you know, uh, uh, Rossi went with a hunch and he put Hap high up in the order and it paid off early in game one with a home run to make it two, two nothing. Run. Yeah, two run shot. And then, um, but, but that was pretty much it. You get five hits the whole game. They didn't put anything together pretty much after that. The only other t- uh, time that they, uh, they scored was, um, let's see, they had the two run homer from Hap. That was the uh, Patrick Wisdom. The, oh, yeah. yeah. And then the Patrick, Patrick Wisdom two run homer. I actually had that. Uh, this is the one game I got a poem done because the other one I didn't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Give us a morning, poem before we start this let me, game. I actually Michael's, put it in the brand. Michael's two poems behind. I am Cub poem seventy nine, Milwaukee fourteen, Chicago four. Hendricks left early. Chafin and Tapera, of course. Except it didn't work at Wrigley North. Brewers got fifteen hits with guys on. Cubs had eight walks, 12 Ks. Both had two dongs. There's a theme here. Three outcomes are shit. Quit swinging for the fences. Get some damn hits. Yeah, and they didn't. They got the the couple hits, and at least two of them went over the wall. But, I mean. they Because they're swinging out of their fucking shoes that whole game. They got a hold of two of them, but they were not. They didn't have any. Leeway, and then of course, Tapera. Who honestly, Tapera has been having a great year. He's been pitching a ton. Yeah, and oh, now that you take almost, away the sticky stuff, 
that could be an issue with him. Maybe not. It could literally just be that we're in, we're not even in July and he's got like almost 40 innings. I looked it up. 40 innings. Yeah. Almost 40. Fucking crazy. So Jordan Bastion points out, this is the first time the Cubs have lost by 10 runs in a game that was tied after seven full innings. Previous worst for that scenario was an eight run run loss twice in 2013 and 1939. Great. Historic. Historic. Um, That's sad. And I don't know. Yeah. Peralta came out and struck out everybody. uh, 12 uh, strikeouts in that one. And they just keep doing it. They were striking out against the Dodgers a ton. They've been striking out uh, all year. The numbers are climbing. It seemed like that was changing a little bit for them and they were going to be a different kind of team. They are not. Um, Well, they are when the guys who are injured aren't injured. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every, every guy that got injured was a guy that was creating the thing that the team needed. And that's why like people are, I've seen it on Twitter. People like April sucked. May was great. June sucked. I don't understand what's going on. Well, what's going on is that the guys that made may work all got hurt and they're all on the IL or well even guys that made may work you know like even like Rafael Ortega who came up and was decent at first like he comes up takes a bases loaded spot in that game you know and it doesn't work out well that should surprise nobody because he's freaking Rafael Ortega you know what I mean like (laughs) he's batting 183 and exactly he's not he's not the one if you've got all hands on deck he's not coming up on that spot in fact he's not on the team but let me ask you a question, and, and this kind of goes into the second game. When we took a look at game two, you, we got another one here. Not since 2013 had the Cubs given up two hits and lost, right? Yeah. And so that's exactly what happened. They gave up two hits <laughs> It and makes lost. you remember how bad 2013 was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and it was and just a long shit. loss. Three hours and 41 minutes for a 2-1 loss. What the hell? And Ian Ian Happ has had such a bad season. The bases were loaded in that game too, two to one, and and he just whiffed. It was just an awful at bat. But uh, you know, the thing that drives you nuts is the Cubs have a fake rally in the ninth of this game, right? The got, seventh, eighth, and ninth they had guys on. They had chances in all three of those last innings, and they couldn't do shit. So you got two on for Hader and Javi Case. Right, he strikes out in one of the worst at bats. It was so predictable. What was it? was it? Fastball slider and then fastball down the middle. No, no, no. the The two fastballs that got him were up and in. They were they were up tight fastballs. Looked, I know the third one, one for sure was was ninety seven, and it that was means, out of the zone, up and in. Yeah, he struck out. He struck out more than anybody in the majors, of course. But uh, two two strikeouts in that game, and then or two strikeouts in both games. Javi Case and then Lobaton. That's who you're calling off the bench. Was Lobaton to pinch hit uh-uh. that situation? And we all thought KB might come in, which, by the way, wouldn't have fucking mattered. And, and, but and I, he was in there with the helmet on. Like everybody thought he was coming in. Here's and the then thing with Lobaton. Here's the thing here. All right, and, and this goes to uh, the situation with Ortega in Game One with the bases loaded in the eighth, and and Lobaton pinch hitting in the ninth. Look, I, I don't ever want to question anyone's toughness. You know what I mean? These guys do a lot, and their bodies go through a lot. I guess one of my very earliest non-Cubs baseball memories, going with non-Cubs baseball memories, was the 88 World Series, Game 1. 
uh, Oakland A's versus the Dodgers. Kurt and I know Gibson. this isn't the World Series, but watching Kurt Gibson gimpily walk out to take a pinch hit at bat, like I don't know exactly what Chris Bryant's issue is currently right now. But if it's that bad that he is not better banged up with his oblique or whatever, I don't even know what it is, but if he's not better than Ortega or Lobatone, then why why isn't he on the aisle? Yeah, an injured Chris Bryant should should yeah, if if he's that hurt that he can't take an at bat in that place, then he should not be he, on the roster right now. He Absolutely. and Rizzo, both of them. Instead of putting Rizzo on the IL for 10 days, look, I know it's 10 days, but, you know, the guy's got a bad back. That's his issue. Shouldn't he be somewhere that he can get that fucking worked on 24-7 rather than fucking taking air, airplane flights from L.A. to Milwaukee and fucking or riding the bus or whatever the fuck that they're doing? He's They're dragging Rizzo around all over the place in the worst imaginable fucking conditions for a guy with a bad back. If I have a bad back, I'm not leaving a fucking house. It's happened. I'm done. Two days out. Not You're not going to fucking see me. And this guy is sitting on a fucking bench. Like, it's the visitor's bench. It's not even fucking comfortable. <laughs> probably the word is probably got like ta- taxing and shit. The problem you have with Rizzo in that situation is that he's had this thing. It lasts for like three or four days and then it goes away. And so it's, if it was a five day deal, I'm sure they would put him on it, but they don't want to lose him for the other five days that he's going to be fine. But this is the issue that you face with this. You know, everyone wanted to pay Rizzo $125 million in the off season. This is what you're going to deal with. And it's only going to get worse as he gets older. Yeah, is no that, doubt. Is that, but, all, th- th- but also, Crawley, maybe somebody didn't get a fucking contract, and he's like, "Eh, my back hurts." Fuck uh, you. I think well, it's you know. I think he I, again. This is a guy that's a gamer, and I just think that I think it's going it, it, to but it's going to be an issue that's going to come up. And it's and like I said, you want to give a guy a big contract. He's he's going to have these moments where he's going to be out, and you're going to be short on as far as the bench. And then when you have a guy like now Bryant hurt and Rizzo hurt and P Wiz hurt, now you got three guys. You're down three. This is what's going to happen. P Wiz. <laughs> we we definitely. Wizen. I have not heard him called that, but yeah, we should go with that. P Wiz. Um. So, uh, game three. Let's get there. Uh, this rip one, the bandaid off, Danny. Rip the bandaid yeah, off. Yeah. This this one. I mean, you listen. You score seven runs in the first inning, and I tweet out. And something something positive like the season is saved or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody piled on that yeah, yeah. you jinxed the yeah, fucking. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't looked at Twitter since then, so I don't know. Uh, how every, they did. I, I saw a lot of the Bob Nightingale tweeting out: Cubs have scored seven in the first inning, and then yeah. of course, good. You know, I'll, I'll let Bob, Bob take Nightingale. the heat for that one. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> the Cubs. You know, they just they start out great. They got this guy, Aaron Ashby, like you said, his old his grandma's there with sides and everything. It's looking great. They score seven, and they got them on the ropes. They're doing it always, singles. And no no homers, by the way. Right, no homers. Right. You see what happens when they all fucking just – they're like, here's a kid. Let's just – Let's just fucking tee off on him like like let, let's just pop balls out all over the fucking place yeah, and, and run them out of the game early. Right. I, I they got, probably wanted lots of pitches 
And so they didn't all swing out of their fucking shoes. I got to laugh because like, like I said, when I looked at the pitching lineups, Corbin Burns game three, I'm just going, oh shit. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going to push him to the Pittsburgh start and we're going to start Aaron Ashby. And then I see this kid come out. Like I said, a little, little chubby kid with glasses. I don't know if you, anyone heard this on the broadcast, but like he, his glasses kept kind of coming down because it was like humid. And so, like, yeah. he kept having to push his glasses up. And, like, Nerd. JD's talking about, like, you need this kind of nose protector on your glasses so they don't slip down. And I'm like, they're just beating the shit out of him in front of his family. They're literally pantsing him in the middle of Miller Park. <laughs> yeah. And you're just laughing. Like, he's throwing the ball behind the catcher. Everything's just going. The yeah. uh, Walks, Adam has had air, a big air under yeah. his, his glove. You're just laughing. Seven. Like, finally, this is the laugher that we need. And then. Oh, it was, was it. all right. But not the one we needed. Oh, I, I was thinking. I was thinking there too. You come out of this series now. You're four games back, right? Instead of six, and you're like, "Oh, that's actually that doesn't feel so horrible." Like yeah. maybe we can do something here. And six, uh, six takes you a really good week and a really bad week for them to make it up. And then Jake just what the I, I was listening joke to the day, game. joke day. Oh, I was saying it's it's now it's take day. Because he's just going to walk you. God, he was horrible. I mean, and they kept talking about his release point and not being able to figure that out. And then, you know, he gets all sweaty, you know, and then he can't – the ball's all slippery. And he, he didn't last at all. Now, he was lucky to get out of that first inning with just giving up one. I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll settle down and he's a pro. But he's not like what we – you know, what John Lester gave us. What John Lester gave us the last two years as his skills declined – was at least a competitive baseball game where he knew what he was doing. So, in some respects, it feels like Jake Arrieta is just like his really amazing years with the Cubs feel fluky now to me because he was not good. He was hurt with Philadelphia. He was bad with the Orioles, and that happens a lot in careers. Well, you know, those three those amazing were amazing years. Those were his Bazio years. And I wonder if Bazio just had some secret sauce, the way that he talked to him, the way that they worked together, that's what helped him. They, they bonded over racism. I'm the, sure. the, <laughs> the, the, the problem with Jake, the problem always was, because he was a blue chip prospect and, 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 and Baltimore tried to get him into uh, throwing a more traditional style. And Yeah, and just, that's what killed him. And it killed him. And so Basio basically kind of let him go and said, do your thing. But the thing is, is his mechanics are very complicated. He's almost like the pitching version of Jason Hayward. You get what I'm saying? Where it's like, it's, it's like when you look at Anthony Rizzo's swing, it's, it's like a very, like, it looks a certain way. Like you can just like, even if you don't know who's swinging, you can, you know, that's Rizzo's swing, his mechanics, the way that he goes about it. And John Lester was the same way. Uh, Hendricks, same way. Mechanics are very repeatable. Okay, for the most part. But when you're talking about uh, Arietta, it's not. And so when you don't have that power and, and you don't have, you can't blow up by people anymore, well, then now you got to get in the zone. And it, it's just, and now you could just see he was wild all over the place. You got a seven run lead and he's walking everybody. Well, and he doesn't have that velocity and he doesn't have the movement. So he is afraid to go anywhere near the strike zone. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's what happens is, and and that's what we're really starting to see a lot in the major leagues right now with people that don't have the sticky stuff. They are afraid to go near that strike zone because they're afraid the ball is not going to move out of it. You know, it's not going to go where they want it to go. 
And Jake was so afraid, he just stayed out of it. And Well, and the other thing that disappoints me about this game is that you score seven in the first. You knock that guy out of there, so you got a Brewers bullpen. Now, the Cubs have a better bullpen on paper than the Brewers do. And, and you still, you don't, so they come back, they tie it, and the Cubs laid down like little sheep to the slaughter, and they didn't do shit after that. They scored seven runs, and that's it. That was it. All their hits were in the beginning. They did nothing after that. They And then, obviously, Patrick Wisdom's getting hurt. You get Gushu in this game, whoever the hell that <laughs> guy is. Gushu. Yeah, Gushu, I believe my children even- caught him as a Pokemon the other day. <laughs> I thought him, I thought I thought I ate him at a Chinese restaurant the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the Gushu pancakes. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it was just a, a comedy of errors. Uh, they they don't do anything after that. Also, offensively, you have the one good inning, the entire series ultimately, and that's it. Couple of yeah. home runs, and that's all you did. That, now, I want to address this game. here, right here. This is Eric Campbell who says, how the fuck is Arietta still in the starting rotation? And I've heard people say DFA, DF Arietta. Everybody's got a comment. So, guys, this is where we are with this. This is very similar to the Jason Hayward situation, okay? Ross was asked about it today. Is Arietta his last, what, eight starts have just been pure trash pretty much. And they asked him, is this, you know, is this the last, is, is, is he going to be in the starting lineup anymore? And Ross says, uh, he's like, well, we're going to take a day to reset. And then all of a sudden for the first time, cause Rossi, if you ever, I watch his post games, I watch, I watch him to kind of hear what he says to kind of see if there's anything interesting tidbits or nuggets out there. Apparently and, not. And, cause this is the first time you've brought it up. <laughs> right. And so, but, but again, because Rossi is not like Joe Madden, Joe Madden would wax philosophical and try to give you these answers where Rossi kind of does the old classic bull Durham. I'm just happy to be here. We all got to work harder. I think we all hold each other accountable. Like the same, same, <laughs> same shit. There's nothing interesting that the guy says. But today was interesting because he cracked today. And he says, you know, we're going to take a day off and reset and see where we go there. And then all of a sudden he kind of added like, and replace him with who? So who do y'all right. want, again, to replace Jake Arrieta? And everyone's going to yell at me, Keegan Thompson, or something else. Understand yeah, there's a reason a, that these yeah. guys are not starting. Number one, they're not stretched out. Number two, they may not have the pitches needed. It's a totally different style to pitch in a bullpen than it is to pitch in a game. When you are in a bullpen, you know you, you have roughly maybe one, maybe two innings, right? So you can just empty the tank. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about going 80, 90 pitches. Okay. At most, you should hopefully get out of there in 20 pitches. You don't know what Keegan, if, if Keegan Thompson was such a fucking awesome starter, you don't think that they would have already done that by now? You would have heard about oh, him before I, this I, year. Yeah. You would have heard about him before <laughs> this year. I don't know if they'd have let him start. Uh, Lil Yumper says Arietta was signed as a nostalgic signing. Yeah. No doubt. Front office knew what they were doing. And that is 100% the case. They just needed to get a little of that you let Lester go heat off their back, and so they grabbed Arietta for that. And it, according to what's happened this year, again, they either signed him just for PR purposes or they're that bad at evaluating players that they <laughs> or, fucking chose him. And that's what I'm wondering now because I keep or, seeing a lot of really good players not be good and it makes me wonder how the evaluations are going or issue number three 
issue uh, possibility number three is your bargain bin shopping. This is yeah. what it all Would came you- down to this year. Is that hey, we can this take year. It- Right. For the last couple of years. But we've the talked last, about like this. four years, yeah. But it's it's just again like when you sit there and you see the generic cereal or you you or you see a basket and it's like I used to work at Binny's and I had a buddy that used to he's he watches the show a lot, but he used to come in and be like, Oh, pumpkin schnapps. This can't be that bad. I'm like, dude, <laughs> there's a reason we got the one point seven five liter baskets for four dollars in the front here, Chief. There's a reason, okay? And so you didn't have to pay a lot for Arietta. Maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe Trevor Williams goes back to 2017, Trevor Williams. Maybe this, maybe that, okay? When you sign certain guys, when you sign a stud, you don't go maybe. So when you're doing these one-year deals or these little cheap deals, you're just taking a flyer. If you're right, awesome, you look look like like a genius. genius. And if you're wrong, well, it's not a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and they don't – what really pisses me off about today's game, just to bring it back to this game, and then we can just be done with the series like we all want to be, is that, you know, not only did you not fight your way back into the game, but you had no way to stop the bleeding somehow. And this was a team that you thought could have stopped – that you needed to win today. Like you said, Michael – Four games seems a lot more reasonable than six. Six is like, yeah, we're not really in the hunt right now. Four is like, we're in the hunt. And that is right around that cusp of that feeling. So, you know what's bothered me, though? Why can you not shut that down? Why do you not have the, why are you not managing the fuck out of that game, David Ross, and not letting them climb back in when you know they're fully capable? Here's the, I don't know. I think they got hit and they just fell down and that was it. And they didn't get up and they're just fine sitting there. I listened to the post game conference. Hold on. You, you've actually, I think you've texted us every single day for the last week with the exact same text. What the (laughs) fuck is up with this lineup? I think, like, I keep seeing this. You know, you're saying that they got hit and they, and they fell down. I don't know if they had the guys in the game to really come back. And I'm wondering what you, what you think about that because you're noticing before the game fucking lineups are shit. I'm looking at you. You're looking at it and you got, when you, when you can sit there and it's like, I just remember when you see these good lineups and you're just like, I remember like the Houston Astros back in their heyday where you had to go through Bagwell, Biggio, Berkman. You're just going to Jesus fucking Christ. I gotta go eight guys before you even have like a break till you get to the pitcher spot. You know, and now I'm taking a look. I'm like, you got literally like maybe three guys in the Cubs lineup. So just take a look at, again, percentage wise, if somebody's hitting 150, what does that mean? It means usually around nine, eight and a half times out of 10, they're going to be an out. And when you got four or five guys that are hitting there, you're looking at yourself going, oh, Jesus Christ, this is awful. Ian Happ as a cleanup hitter. Are you kidding me? I'm like, this cannot, (laughs) this can't, this can't happen. So I look at the lineups. And I think that here's why I said they got knocked down and they didn't get up. I was listening to Javi today and Javi just like, I don't know, again, maybe it's contract stuff. Maybe it's, he's like, whatever, but I just heard him today. And he's like, Oh, Jake pitched fine. We all, oh, yeah. you know, I heard that too. Javi like, was, was all fucking rainbows and uh, my like, little ponies out there. And and let me tell you what what's really been missing other than good players since 2016, 2017 is you remember John Lackey. You remember Miguel Montero. You remember David Ross. He was a guy that would rip an asshole when, when the team really just did that. Some no, Nobody. Who, who came up today and said this was unacceptable? This was garbage. I apologize to the fans who came up to watch this shit because we played like crap and we need to get better. Yeah. Anything. This yeah, was a limp-ass team. 
Yeah, and and I think this is a, a, a tweet that I saw today. Gordon Gordo, our good friend, friend of the show, Gordon Whitmeyer, tweeted out um, that Cubs manager David Ross, after the fifth straight loss, which I guess was yesterday, said, uh, "We're not." He, Ross said, "We're not playing bad baseball. We're just a little short right now, meaning injured." Um, Cubs left fielder Jack Peterson, after fifth straight loss, said. We're not playing great baseball right now. It's pretty frustrating. Like, those are two de- different ways to do it. And if and if Ross is in there blowing sunshine up everybody's ass, trying to just like hold this thing together with like you know sunshine and lollipops, it ain't working. And I don't know if Ross has got it. I mean, he benched Javi when he you know screwed up. Javi looks like he's been dogging it a little bit. Even Lobatone going down the the right before he got hurt. He was dogging it down the line, too. It's like, dude, I know you're probably out because you're a slow catcher and you just hit a grounder in a second, but <laughs> run. And it almost got screwed up. I mean, maybe he's safe because a hater didn't touch the base. Hey, yeah, so, a hater actually fucked up, and the whole collision happened because he had to dive back to the base and hit exactly. it. Exactly. So, I mean, respecting 90, not really happening. You've seen a lot of that. Like, you know, I don't know. KB is injured because he's playing outfield and diving all over the place. You know, that's why he's – I mean, he's, I saw him dive for a ball in uh, right in front of me in Los Angeles. I know he dove for a couple out there playing outfield. He, uh, he made a couple of nice diving plays at first base. Uh, you're obviously in a lot more plays there. And you can't do that with him because he's made of glass. Remember when yeah. we talked before in April, we, when, when the sky was falling in April, and before that miracle May that we had before the June swoon, we were worried about the offense. Well, the Cubs went 12-16 and 16 in June, losing their final six games to fall six games behind Milwaukee. This is from They Jesse were Rogers. really close to coming out of this June looking pretty fucking good. Yep. Their team batting average was .1875, the worst in any month. In any season since 1900, they the the second worst was April of 1944 when they hit .188. So in so wait, you're saying years, that they hit worse in June than they did in April? Correct. God. Oh man, the, the, and, and they weren't even known as the Cubs then. They were the orphans, the white stockings. <laughs> I, you know, I've been actually thinking about making this hat into an orphan's hat. Because I feel like as a Cubs fan, I'm an orphan. My 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 team, my the team's ownership, they've just given up on me. They've kicked me to the curb. I feel like I need an orphan's hat. Well, we were we were talking about the sticky icky stuff and how this was going to lead to a boom in hitting, and they've shown that correlation that like, okay, look at this. The spin rate is going down. Batting averages are going up. This was the Cubs in June. This is from uh, Scott Lindstrom. Uh, great Twitter follow, and this is from baseball. These are base runners. How many base runners in the month of June? Cubs are like, we we just figured out the spin in May, and now they changed the game on us. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like the worst adapting team what's, in the league. What Though what's insane about this, I mean, what is really strange, particularly strange, is the feast and famine of the Cubs offense for so many years. And it's the same players for the most part, so it makes sense. But how do they catch fire and get so historically cold sometimes? Like, that's what I mean. Like, these are guys that hit 40 home runs a year. They all have capability of doing amazing things sometimes. And, and so on so one end, they just disappear. For the they podcast, disappear. 
for the podcast listeners, the graphic I'm showing is base runners, and Houston is by far ahead of the pack. They're yeah, that that makes team. that makes me think a fucking they're cheating. Investigation needs to happen because they are uh, over a hundred percent or whatever hundred. They're over a hundred base runners above the second place Reds. Right, and so if you look here, you get this big blob between 600 and 450 base runners. Then you see Cleveland, and then dog in the rear is the Cubs. And then, Michael, I got this because I knew you would appreciate this. You you take a look here. This is a bizarre step, but this basically explains why here. This is from George Bastions. Cubs have the fifth worst monthly average on record, .186 among uh, MLB teams with 500 plates appearances. Chicago's 40 home runs in June, however, are the most among any team that's ever hit 200 or below in any calendar month recorded ALNL history. So when we were looking at those, they've hit a lot of home runs, but they've all been so shots. Right, because the first graphic was nobody's on base, base, and the second was the the stat about hitting home runs. And everybody can get away. I mean, we saw Lester do it for the last, like, three years. He fucking got away with every solo shot home run. You know, he'd give up like two or three a game. It wouldn't really matter. The the Cubs still won seventy five percent of those starts. Well, I got we, one more one more stat to bring up really okay, quick. One and it'll more lead stat. into our next thing right here. It's summertime, and you know what that means. It's barbecue time. So why aren't you ordering from Sunranto's sponsor, Kansas City Steaks? Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. So go visit KansasCitySteaks.com and you get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, Sam David at checkout, SD, sports drink at checkout. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, sports drink SD, at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And we thank Kansas City Steaks for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I wish they would send me some steaks, but, uh, you know, I guess they're going to have to try to send me money and then I'll buy the steaks. But damn it, I always lose at this. KansasCitySteaks.com. Stat of the day from our friend Gordon Wittermeyer, friend of the show. Cubs and Brewers have identical 39 and 30 records against everyone except each other. What's the difference between the two teams? The Brewers own the Cubs. Nine and three record. That's the difference between the one and two spot in the NL Central and possibly the difference between buyers and sellers in July. Uh, he just well, had to add that, didn't with, he? And with that, you should probably bring in our fucking yeah, guest yeah, over we, there. We I see him down that. there in the corner, and he's primping. He's, like, yeah. licking his fingers, and he's well, putting his eyebrows in place, and he's, he's rubbing his hands through his hair and making sure he looks fucking great because – 
all the ranters love him. the best looking Eric Wheelow we can get. Come on in, Eric. Uh, congratulations on um, the hair, I guess. Look, I'm, at, I'm, this. look at this motherfucker look at, dressed uh, up, looking good like he is got, out on a, the town. I got a show tonight. I'm in San Diego about to do a show in Little Italy. Uh, I'd say come, but it's already sold out because I got hair like this, boys. And uh, <laughs> I got I got a team because, that's looking like a World Series contender, baby. That's what I'm saying. Got Harleys in the background that I'm trying to talk over. I don't give a shit. I'm living the dream tonight, boys. We put the freaking dagger in the casket of your little sweet team that you thought was going to win multiple World Series. The Brewers did it tonight, man. I enjoy it. Well, I love it. I mean, it, as long as we're talking he's not wrong, any <laughs> World Series, Brewers fans might want to slow down just a touch. Hey, I got to say right. this. Adamas and Urias, uh, two hot corners, shortstop, third baseman, both lighting it up. That's a need I we w- don't need anymore. I was um, so frustrated that we got beat by Urias in uh, L.A., and then we went to Milwaukee and Urias – Fucked with us there too. Yeah, we like I was really, I was really angry that he he got to play for both teams in two separate games. So I, I like what you texted me uh, during the game, Eric. You said, "Ha ha ha ha." Then you said, "Oh man," and then you said, "What a dagger in your coffin," and then you wrote, "I'm so happy right now," <laughs> and then you wrote. You might want to check on Crawley. <laughs> Those are all separate texts that I that went unanswered by me. But I, I did it. I, I was working. I was doing some stuff. And uh, when I saw the score, I was shocked. I mean, and here's the, here's the thing that I wonder. You don't have a good offense. And all of a sudden, against the Cubs, like you got, you know, Urias out there. Peterson, who, by the way, confused me the entire series series because this guy's getting on base, and I'm thinking it's our Peterson, so I'm cheering. You're, right, you're listening, yeah. and, and you haven't paid attention a little yeah, bit. Man, you're I've like paying attention for a minute, you know, and all of a sudden I think <laughs> we're on base. No, it's your Peterson because apparently you got the good one and that nobody even heard of. Who's filling in for Colton Wong that didn't even play in this series? And he just went off, guys. You're, you're saying we don't have an offense. We do have an offense. It just hasn't shown up. The star players haven't shown up. <laughs> yeah. We do have an offense, I mean, despite all the numbers. Well, Christian Yelich hasn't hit anything. He was awful in this series, and we still put up big runs against you guys. Dude, I mean, what do you say about went, our went, team? We're winning with role players, guys. Think Once about these come around, Jackie Bradley had his turnaround series against you. You get that guy going, you think he's going to be hitting 125 all season? I doubt it. No. I, think about it. I didn't Didn't he go today? What did he do? I think he went 0 for 4, 0 for 5 today. Yelich. And we and we still gave up fifteen fucking runs with Christian Yelich <laughs> with an over. The he had best no part hitter of did nothing. No. He did nothing. Did nothing. Well, oh well, the the middle game, game two, everybody on the goddamn team went over, except well, for two guys. Against, and, and against, fucking, we still lost two to one. You're going up against Woodruff, though. I mean, so so what do you expect? I actually I, thought I think, Cubs... I, I think I called the score in game one exactly what it was going to be. I said it would be a 4-2. You'd get a shot off of Peralta in the first inning. Called that, happened, right? Called it. It was the 10-run eighth that really, I think, surprised <laughs> everybody. It was in that, in game one. And then game, I will know. say I thought that would be the best moment I've ever seen against your Chicago Cubs, and then today happened down seven, and we come <laughs> back and beat you by that score. It was the greatest game I've ever 
heard Bob Euchre call and I listened to it in the entire ride to San Diego. It was unbelievable. And I tuned into your podcast and I realized it's just run by 80 year old freaking dinosaurs that just, it, they're just, they're boring. It sucks. I mean, I don't even know how you listen to it. Uh, it's just garbage. <laughs> we we do have kind of an old man, uh, like vibe on our radio. Yeah. Call. But also yeah. Bob Euchre is almost 93 and like, he's just, it's interesting and it's fun. Well, that's because he's had more sex than Pat Hughes. I think he just generally has. A, oh, I, I can guarantee he, he's still getting more sex than Booger Shiambi. Shiambi <laughs> hangs out with just to get his fucking leftovers. Are you guys converted Brewers fans the rest of the season now? I mean, no, who's no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, if it's you versus the White Sox in the World Series, I might t- tune in and, and root for you guys. I'm rooting for the meteor. To, I'm rooting for the meteor to hit Earth at that point. <laughs> yeah, the only the only time I'll root for the Brewers is when they're playing the Cardinals. I'll give you that. That's it. It's the one. Time. Well, yeah, it's gonna be a it's, long playoffs for you guys because this us. team is. We're picking. We're gonna pick up some bullpen arms, and this team is gonna go deep, man. This team's legit. If, I I truly feel this is what the offense can do, man. What do, What will you give us for Kimbrel and Bryant? <laughs> what can we have? What, who do you got down in the system? I'm going to look it up. You can get Ashby, point. who gave up seven runs in the first. <laughs> well, he got it out of his system. His next yeah. start will be good. We'll take yeah. him. We need a starter. Uh, let's see. Um, well, look. No, no it, it, really, get, it, really, yeah. it really did uh, surprise me kind of how this series went down. It didn't surprise me. These were all close games. Uh, not all, but the the first two were close games until they weren't. Until uh, they then weren't. The, then the first one wasn't, and then the second one, I mean, was historically weird. Almost too, uh, you know, it it was just weird. Now, what what shocked me more than anything, and I said this earlier, I have no idea how the Cubs with a good pitching staff could not figure out how to stop the bleeding, because it's not like Yelich isn't hitting. You don't have these big bashers. Vogelback, you come in and hit the three-run homer. You're I'm getting the three-run you, Adamus, hit. Yeah, Adamus Adamus. has changed the dynamic of this team, and it inspired Arias. He didn't want a spot taken, and Travis Shaw got the injury, so he was just plugged in as the third baseman. And they here, love here. each other, man. Again. They play great D, and it's it's just the right energy at the right time, and it's this, the chess pieces coming together, and it's having a good GM in Stearns that just makes the right moves when he needs to make them time this, and time again. The, like I said, sometimes in baseball you catch the breaks. And I told you guys sweep because I thought Corbin Burns was pitching game three. That's what I said before. And, and I played the taps. And, I, and then all of a sudden, again, chubby wubby guy comes out to pitch. And I'm thinking we maybe got a chance at this one. And then all of a sudden, like, like I, I think that they're basically watching Arietta walk the park and not be able to throw, everybody just threw in the towel. They gave up. Those were those were uncompetitive at bats from the good guys, from whatever. The only one I think I, that I can think of is is I saw Willie Contreras taking walks and running to the base. I saw that. Other than that, I just think that after being up seven nothing, and and the Cubs thought they had that game, they thought it was done, and 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 then that to watch Arietta piss it away, I think the team was done. Yeah. And, and well, boys, really I got to get to my show, but I just want to say, uh, go Brewers, and uh, good luck with the rebuild. Uh, amen. <laughs> break a leg, have a good show. Yeah, have a good show. Literally break a leg, honey. Oh, I'm so happy. Even if I bomb tonight, I'm still going to be happy. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to start with. 
laugh, don't laugh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get the Brewers boys today, and I don't give a shit. I swear, boys, love you. Padres fans will understand that because people care about the Brewers just about as much as they care about the fucking Padres. Well, and the Cubs just swept the Padres, so that's going to you know, endear him to the fans. They'll have that, you know, like, oh, we're glad you swept the team that swept us. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Please become a Patreon patron. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast. It's why I'm bugging you right now. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and become a patron. You get the show early and ad-free with your own RSS feed. You get access to all of our show notes, including the matchups for the coming series and uh, some of our show elements that show, like, you know, the batters and how they do against that pitcher and stuff like that. All that stuff is all included with the Patreon feed. Uh, It's basically screenshots of what I do off Baseball Reference. But, you know, it's still useful information. And um, at the $5 level, you get all the music and the photography that I take at uh, the ballpark. And I just want to mention this. I just had a... My old camera took a crap. So I had to buy a new camera. And now I'm I'm now 300 bucks. Right? That's like a month of Patreon just about right there. So help me buy a new camera. Help me buy the tickets and beer for Crawley and Michael and me and everybody else that comes on this show. Because it costs a lot of money to make this show. And uh, you should help pay for it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. At the $10 level... You get your name at the end of the show as a, a super ranter and a super supporter. Other, another thing that happens is you can join the super ranter group if you join Sun Ranto, uh Patreon's uh, campaign. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. There's really very few not to. It only costs you like 10 bucks a year uh, just to help us keep the lights on at the show. So support us uh, and uh, we'll support you by uh, continuing to make this show. All right. Um, that's it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. And I will also tell you this. Use our StubHub link. It's Sunranto.com slash StubHub. And uh, we get paid every time you buy tickets through there. So help us out that way too. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You got to get this done, people. Otherwise, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit. And then you won't have a show to listen to. Ta. Fat chance. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You wouldn't be hearing this if you had subscribed. Those people never hear shit like this. Only you do. Um, and the other freeloaders that don't help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. I can't even say it. Actually, do what you want. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Yeah, and uh, the Brewers lost to the Padres, so that'll endear him to the Padres fans, who then they'll be like, oh, cute little Brewers fans. I so, sit here, and I, I do think that that looking at this situation, and, and I kind of got just a little beef with Cubs Twitter. I love Cubs Twitter. I mean, I don't, I don't meet any of you guys. I don't, meet, I don't get to know so many of you. So without situations, so. right? Without without Cubs Twitter, you know, it's been a lot of fun, but it's just been irritating me lately. And there's kind of like these factions where, you know, I know that's how Twitter usually is, but it's just like you can be realistic without being a bandwagon fan. Like it's okay to sit there and like you can make negative comments about a team. Now, again, if you see me go over to Miller Park wearing a Brewers jersey, yeah, then you can come at me and say what you got to say. Oh, you you wait, you're talking about that. The fans that are on Twitter, but they're also probably part of that Cubs uh, group on Facebook where you're not allowed to say 
anything. Like you can't Only type positive. a four letter word. Everything right. has to be right. positive. Like right. Yeah. It's just to I know me, what you're talking is, about. And it's 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 more and more people being like, oh well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's not being negative. Okay, you saw what happened today. That's not negative. Okay, like in 2016, the Cubs, yes, did have a bad you know month before the All Star break, but they were still in first place by a good number going in there. So again, there's a time where you don't over panic, and there's a time where it's it's you have to ask some legit fucking questions. And right now, this is a time to ask some legit questions because this team. Can they maybe do good and in, in, in turn it around? You guys look at the schedule in July? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. But if you truly believe this is a World Series contender, that's the question I have for people is, is, is be honest with yourselves on this one right here. Yeah. Well, I know what Bill Sugars would say. Fuck! <laughs> I, know, I know that's that probably all of us. That was yeah. all of us today. Yeah, Crawley, I, you need to go at some point, I know. I don't, yeah, I, I, I got to get going. Yeah. I just wanted to add that, but I got to go up to Wisconsin but, but, where I do have to face some Brewers fans. Yeah, before you go, let's take a look at this July schedule. You just brought it up, so that was the perfect segue. Uh, now, we're going to Cincinnati. We got a day off. Hopefully, that resets things for every everybody. You got Cincinnati. Then you got Philadelphia, also not very good. St. Louis, having trouble. Then you got your all-star break. Arizona, not good. St. Louis, not good. Arizona, not good. Cincinnati, again, who's a 500 baseball team. We're going to talk about them in two seconds. And then Washington, who's in last place. Yet they have Kyle yeah, but, except but, for Kyle Schwarber. For Kyle Schwarber, who's <laughs> yeah, in just first walk place Schwarber, in Do not pitch the Schwarber. You'll be okay. But it, there, if there's any positivity to take out of this moment, is that, uh, that the Cubs – and now if they fuck up July – and they lose it. The, they go 500 in July. And they don't have a similar July to May. Where then it's over. You know, I think we can all agree. If the you know you can't, you're not going to come back from a shitty July. You, you know, you, you're playing bad teams. You have to beat them. But if they take care of business, go on a couple runs, I think I think something could happen here. Now you need more. You know, you need more horses to get through the season. Dudes will start coming back. Horner comes back. You know, wisdom's not as that hurt. You know, uh, Trevor Williams, all he needed was to lose that appendix, and now that weight is off of him. He could throw even faster than he could before. Uh, The appendix was actually, uh, you know, killing the bite on his curveball. So what do you think? uh, I will sit there. I will sit there and root for this team till the end. Okay. So I've done it all my life. I've never left this area life. I've lived here my whole life. I've gone to Wrigley my whole life. I, I literally am the definition of not going anywhere. That being said, I take a look at it and, and I see what, what's here. And I've seen what's transpired the last couple of seasons. And I don't think Nico Horner or Matt Duffy changes that. You, you, you don't get better by trading an ace. You don't make a run by trading an ace. That's just it. And you, you're 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 a, a number one and a number two pitcher away from being a legit contender. And, and 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 I don't see anybody that's giving up a number one and number two pitcher. And I don't think anyone wants the Cubs to give up what they would have to give up to do that. Yeah, I don't even know if they have that much to even <laughs> give. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they do. So, well, uh, safe travels, my man. And um, all right, uh, out of here. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Reds. But I I want to do a play, um, a uh, a video was sent to us by a friend of the show, Billy Devore. Uh, he's got a, a podcast about the Reds. Um, 
Carl, are you leaving or you want to stay around? I'm out. Spagog. All right. Later, man. Have a good weekend. All right. <laughs> we did. Spagog. Yeah. I might be breaking up. I don't know. I'd say it's, it's showing me I've got bad internet, which is unfortunate. But, I can um, hear you. might be flying solo point. soon if this keeps happening. Right. No, I can, I can hear it. Okay, see great. So I'm going to play. A, good. I can play. Um, I, I'm going to play a, a video sent to me by a friend of the show, Billy DeVore, a very funny comedian. He lives down in Cincinnati. He does a Cincinnati Reds podcast. Um, I'm going to go see him perform actually uh, next set this Saturday night in Cincinnati. I will be at the game on Friday. Maybe I'm going to be at the game on Sunday with Billy, but it's going to be 95 degrees at one o'clock. So I was like, maybe can we go to like a bar where there's like air conditioning? Because <laughs> there is no shade. There's no shade at, in Cincinnati. I don't want to die at the ball game just to like hang out with this guy. Like we might have more fun somewhere else. Anyway, Billy sent us a video, and without further ado, here it is. What's up, Son Ranto fans and Danny? Uh, just giving a little little update. A little update from Cincinnati. I am in Northside right now. I just got off stage. Uh, it, went, it, went, it went fine for eight people being there, but I am super excited for the Cubs being in town this weekend, this holiday weekend. This could be a big swing of momentum for the Reds as they try and climb up and just try and take the division. Um, the bullpen, well, it is what it is. We just have basically a bunch of band-aids that are holding this thing together and Eventually, you know, this Brad Brock guy is going to figure it out, but he's not. Um, he's been solid-ish, and what the, the crazy thing is, is how many people we've picked up, including Heath Hembry. It's been very difficult for me to root for a guy named Heath Hembry. I was at the game last night, and I was like, let's go, Heath! Just doesn't have a good ring to it at all. So, um... That, that's the biggest problem with our team. We're going to figure that out. And what's what's been very nice is Jonathan Indy in the leadoff spot. Uh, his average has just skyrocketed since going and leading off. So that'll be something new for you guys to deal with. Um, also, congratulations on the no-hitter. That's amazing. Uh, I, I think it's it was probably pretty easy for you guys to do it. Um, considering the Dodgers hadn't faced a lineup with such low velocity. So it was, it was like playing soft pitch softball, you know? It's got to be tough. So, and uh, and the bullpen. How fucking high were those guys to be like, oh, we didn't know. What are you, what are you doing back there? But um, it's also going to be super nice to go to Great American <laughs> Ballpark and see the Jumbotron and know that Kyle Schwarber is going to be nowhere close. How fun was it that you let him walk and Jock Peterson <sighs> was the trade-off, huh? <laughs> beautiful. Just beautiful. But it'll be nice sitting in the stands and then looking to the booth and know that someone is up there not talking about it. Instead, we are used to just, oh, Kyle Schwarber, the pride of Middletown. No one cared. No one cared. Thank God that guy got fired. Um, but, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, I'm excited to see all the Cubs fans take over my beautiful ballpark. Um, hopefully it doesn't rain because I don't want them to have to run back up to the, the hallways, right? And, and, and under, under, under some shade and under the, you know, a roof to get away from the rain so they don't get the tags ruined on their Cub stuff so, so they can return it to Fanatics after the weekend. So, <laughs> I, you know, my thing is it's just taken over. 
it's just taken over by a bunch of shitheads wearing Nico Horner jerseys. Or another <laughs> yeah. schmuck with like, oh yeah, I got my Baez jersey World Series patch. I'm like, cool. Uh, do you know who Ron Santo is? They're like, huh? I'm like, okay, you don't know your shit. I know it better than you. Go back to Fairfield, Ohio, you fuck. So, um, <laughs> but I hope you guys have a great time. Danny, I can't wait to go to the game with you on Sunday. It's going to be an absolute blast, and I can't wait to show you around. We're going to have die. Sky Rosa with you. You have to eat one. Rules are rules. All right. Sky Rosa. <laughs> oh, man, he's going to make me eat a Sky Rosa in 95-degree heat. Oh, God, you know what a Sky Rosa is. Yeah, it's that. It's a pizza with uh, the chili on it, right? Well, with a hot dog. I mean, he takes oh. a La Rosa's pizza and a Skyline chili hot dog, and he puts them together and makes a Sky Rosa. Oh, my God. It's not going to be good. It sounds gonna, amazing. He's going to make me. I'm going to make him do it, <laughs> and I'll just, like, conveniently, like, get kicked out of the stadium accidentally. That's the kind of thing that you make somebody eat after they're hammered. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I hope uh, – I hope Uber doesn't cost too much that night. It's going to be <laughs> ugly. Um, Fourth of July, you know, holiday Ubers can be expensive. Um, if you're going to go to any of these games like I am, uh, you please use our uh, StubHub link, sunranto.com slash StubHub. You got to turn off your ad blocker. Then you just click the ad. And then uh, it, actually, I just got an email. They said that we get $50 for our first sale. So apparently we haven't gotten that sale yet. Because, <laughs> because that, otherwise, I wouldn't got the email, wouldn't have gotten the email. But you know, you could be basically buying uh, us tickets and beer uh, or skyrosis, as the case may be, this weekend. If you would use our link, if you're going to go to the games, I will be there Friday and uh, apparently Sunday eating skyrosis. Let's talk about these Reds. Um, Cubs are three and three against them. We got outscored by three runs by the Reds. Uh, the Reds are 500 at home and on the road. How's that for consistency? That's consistent. Yeah, that's uh, that's impressive to be the exact same either or. Yeah, Cubs are uh, 16 and 26 on the road, 10 under. So there's your Achilles heel, basically. Um, we did beat them. We played them only once in Cincy. We beat them 10 to 2, and we beat them one nothing, and then we lost the other one. Uh, recently. The Reds Sounds have good. been swept by Atlanta, and uh, no, no, they split. Sorry, they split with Atlanta. Sorry, I always get those mixed up. It's split with Atlanta and Minnesota. Oh, and also got swept by Atlanta, and then they have the Padres the next three nights. So um, they're seven back in the division. Uh, their offense, which, I mean, which a while, you know, maybe three or four days ago, that seemed like a lot back. And no, all no, of a sudden, now that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, it's not so far. Actually, they might be seven and a half back right now because they're playing tonight against they can uh, easily, the Padres. They could easily take over the second-place spot this week. This weekend, yeah. yeah. Look, tomorrow. They could take it in front of my <laughs> face. No, not tomorrow, Friday. Friday, uh, Friday. They could do it tomorrow just because that's how good the Cubs are. They could lose on their day off. Yeah, well, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, San Diego's winning right now, and uh, they've got to play San Diego tomorrow as well. So if they manage to win, no, then it, the, the most they could do would be like a six-and-a-halfer. No, they could be six. We could be tied by the time we meet each other. 
I don't know what the Brewers are doing. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the Reds, the Reds' offense is um, forty. It, it's forty six points higher than the Cubs' offense. They've got a better offense, even though forty six points higher OPS. This is this was the stat that confounded me. Forty six points higher OPS. Yet the Cubs have hit four more home runs. So, what do you think the difference was? I mean, just regular base hits. Doubles, doubles. doubles. Ah. Reds are seven. Have the seventh most doubles, and guess where the Cubs lie in doubles land? Doubles are important. Double doubles are maybe the most exciting hit in the game because nah, a, no, triple. but a, but you generally don't get a triple if somebody's on base. You get a double, somebody on base. You get a double and a run scores. That's more exciting than just running to third. And if you're the Cubs, leaving Javi sit there the rest of the inning. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, that definitely happened the other yeah. day. So, uh, no, it's all doubles. And check this out. Like, it's all Nick Castellanos, who he's got 27 who is a doubles. doubles machine. Remember, yeah. he was going for the record that year. He split time with Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, and he's pretty much on pace to be – that was like 50-something. I think he ended up with around like 60 or something like that. And he's on pace for pretty much the similar thing right now. And he's got 15 home runs and 989 OPS. I mean, you know, they paid him, and it was totally worth it. He fits in great there. They love him. And it, it he's one of the ones that really pissed me off that the Cubs did not see how good of a situation that could have been. Like, if you want to get rid of Schwarber, fine. Do it. Two years ago, do it two years ago and get Nick and sign Nick Castellanos, not Jack Peterson. You know, look down the, you know, that work was working out great and they didn't do it. It pisses me off. Anyway, uh, they, the, uh, they're both, both teams are averaging bases on balls. Uh, the Cubs have the four, fourth most strikeouts, surprising nobody. Yeah. Uh, because the, it's three true outcomes. Where are they at with walks, Danny? Uh, are the Cubs good both, on walks? No, they're both average. Both oh. the Reds and oh. the Cubs are average with walks. Uh, the Cubs have uh, – they're ninth in stolen bases, but they've been dropping there. They used to be fourth earlier. Now they just get caught all the time. They get, they've get they been caught stealing more than just about anybody. And so and the Reds, they don't steal much at all. Um, the, um, the Cubs, they are uh, – the, or they've scored 48 fewer runs than the Reds. That's uh, as before today. Um, yeah, it's just you look at this offense up and down. You got Jesse Winker with the 19 dongs on the season. You got Eugenio Suarez, who's only got a 626 OPS because he's got a 173 batting average. They're making him play shortstop, and it's freaking him out. And but he still has 16 home runs on the year. Castellanos has 15. All those doubles. This is a, a more potent offense than the Cubs in many respects. Um, pitching wise, the Cubs ostensibly have a better pitching staff. They have a 3.87 ERA to the Reds 4.64. Uh, the bullpen is much, 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 much better. They got a two, uh, the Cubs bullpen, uh, it was now second. They got a 291 ERA to the Reds 544, almost double. Uh, that's the second best bullpen 
to the second worst bullpen ERA wise. The Reds bullpen has given up more homers than any other team. The Cubs, the eighth fewest. The Reds have given up the second most bases on balls, but the Cubs have given up the fourth most. And uh, the Cubs are first in strikeouts out of their bullpen, and the Reds are sixth. So look for home runs and um, bases on balls, hopefully in uh, the other order from the Cubs. And then uh, defensively, uh, the Reds are, uh, they've got more errors than the Cubs. They're a little bit above league average. The Cubs have a little fewer than league average. Yet the Cubs, durr, the defensive efficiency ratio is much higher, 20 points higher. They're getting the outs, 710 to 690. Um, Michael's on the phone, so I'm just going to keep going here. He's, he's laughing because he, he can hear me. Uh, you don't have to listen to me. You can just be on the phone if you want to, Michael. Let's see, let, let's look into the comments here. Um, Becky says we just got to get to their bullpen. Yes, I think that's uh, absolutely true. I think that's a lot of it. Um, Dominic says trade Schwarber in 2019 for pitching. Keep Nick. I I have to believe they tried to trade Schwarber a bunch of times and nobody wanted him, and now they're all kicking themselves for not getting Schwarber because apparently. Yeah, I think so. You know, he's the greatest. I mean, if, if he could pitch, he'd be Babe Ruth. Well, no, no, no. If he could pitch, he might be Shohei Otani because all this stuff, everybody's talking about Schwarber, you know, kicking ass, and he's hitting a ton of home runs right now. He just hit his 25th. Out on the West Coast, Shohei Otani has hit 28. He also has a number of, like, he's fucking tearing it up pitching as well. He's amazing. We so, just don't know about him because he's on the West Coast. Yeah, and not only that, it's, it's the Angels just – I mean, if he was a Dodger, we'd know about him. Like, he's an angel. Right. Like, Shohei's probably like, oh, Dodgers, Angels, same thing. They like him the same. No, <laughs> Sorry, Shohei. I mean, L.A. has four cities in the name of their team just to try and get people to care about them. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the weather in Cincinnati – um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be hot out there. Um, this, I, th- by the way, this has changed slightly. Friday looks beautiful. It's going to be great. There's going to be fireworks that night, and uh, Cincinnati puts out a great show. It's going to be about 78 degrees down to 56. They're going to get this game, and it's going to be beautiful. 80 degrees on Saturday, absolutely gorgeous. Sunday, the 4th of July, it gets a little hotter. See, now they're saying 95. It says 89 in this graph that I got up right now. But they're saying it's even going to get hotter. So I don't know if I can uh, – <laughs> if I'm going to be able to do that uh, La Rosa uh, pizza the, or the, oh the, the, the uh, Sky Rosa. That's I want to see you, like, laying down on hot asphalt while you eat it. Oh, God. <laughs> So uh, they probably cook it on hot asphalt. So game one, Alec Mills on the beautiful Friday night with the fireworks. And, you know, Millsy went out there last time against the Dodgers. He, he gave up eight hits, but only two runs. It wasn't he, a total disaster. He also got a, he also got a pinch hit. He, oh, well, yeah. A, a pinch hit appearance. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean that to make was- everybody think that he got a hit. No, he, he got a pinch hit appearance. Technically his last time that he was out there was yeah. trying to pitch it. <laughs> so, but he did pitch against the Dodgers. It went okay. He did four innings. Um, he was really good the time before that against Miami. Gave up no runs on six hits. 
And uh, he faced Cincinnati, but out of the pen. And uh, it did not go well. He it was and it was in Cincinnati. He gave up three runs on uh, three hits at two strikeouts, though. Did manage to get out of the inning. Uh, so the Reds versus my man Mills, uh, they don't do well. So that's good. Uh, Suarez sucks, 143 average. Winker sucks, batting 100. Votto sucks, got batting .091. But they all have homers. Yet, there's Nick Castellanos, four for seven with a dong and a double, of course, batting five seventy one with a 1.768 OPS. Small sample size, I know, but Nick Castellanos likes him some Alec Mills. Yeah. Now, the one thing in their favor is that there's going to be fireworks after this game, so it's going to be a wide strike zone. The umps love fireworks. They just want to see the game get over. Well, <laughs> they got to wait till at least dark. So, you know, it's 7 o'clock start. You're pretty far west in the eastern time zone at that point. Gets dark little. I mean, they might be trying to stretch this thing out if the game's going too fast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, the sun's still up. The fireworks won't look that good. So, uh, it's, so a, it's a walk fest in the last two innings. Yeah, just like, it's not dark enough for the fireworks. Um, Sonny Gray is going to go out there for the Reds. And he's one in four. With a 342. Uh, and this game, by the way, is at 610 Central, 710 Eastern, where the game will be played. And we haven't seen Sonny this year, um, but uh, he's not really pitching that much. He only went out there for three innings last time, gave up no runs on two hits. They're being ginger with him, uh, coming back from an injury. Uh, he, you know, he went six innings. I mean, they only went 50 pitches last time, and I don't know if there was a rain delay. That was against Milwaukee. I, I don't know what happened there. He went six innings a couple times this year, seven innings once. Um, you know, he's a good pitcher, and uh, he carves us up. It's not good. The Cubs collectively are batting 129 against Sonny Gray with a 414 OPS. That's terrible, okay? Bryant has a home run, but he's batting 150 because he's three for 20. It doesn't he's matter. Bryant and Rizzo aren't going to play in any of these games. They're going to be on the bench all day. They're going to be getting people water because it's going to be hot. You know, they're going to well, not in this one. This is the fireworks game. Jason Hayward batting point fifty point zero five zero one hit. It happens to be a home run though. Uh, That's all he's got against, and and there was a man on because he's got two ribbies. Then. Uh, you got Baez batting .071, Rizzo .111, Contreras .182. I mean, it's a disaster. So uh, don't look for the Cubs offense to show up in this one because Sonny Gray carves the fuck out of us. Hey, uh, re- real quick update we're getting here from Dominic Galoro. 20-2 to two Braves over the Mets. I don't know even what to do with that. Apparent, well, apparently the Cubs weren't the worst team today. Good. Good. <laughs> there's there's, the, there's the, always the Mets. The Mets are, are helping us out there. So it's a 310 start, uh, which I guess, wait, is that 310 Central? I believe so. 410 Eastern, 310 uh, on Saturday. Adbert Alzali, 4-7 with a 455 versus Tyler Molly, 7-3 with a 374. 
and it's T-shirt day. They're giving away a T-shirt. So Ooh, they're starting up. to give away things again, well, which is are. nice. It means the world's healing. They're giving away things you don't need. <laughs> right. Um, Shit you'll throw out in two months. So Alzali was not good. This is the game I saw in L.A. where it was six to nothing before I even took my seat. He pitched three innings. It was really bad. In fact, he hasn't had a very good June at all. Um, no. So it's, it's rough. Yeah, it's been rough, and he missed a little time with an injury. That a blister. He had a he's had a pretty decent May. I don't know. We'll see what we get. He's a young kid, growing pains. I get it. The Reds. Uh, oh, did the Reds see him? Yeah, but the. Cincinnati, yeah, the the Reds saw him yeah. uh, May twenty eighth. Yeah, May twenty eighth. Uh, no runs, right. three walks, six strikeouts through five point two eight. That that was his his best game in terms of, uh, I I shouldn't say his best game, but he went five point two, so he extended a little bit farther than normal. But a hundred and three pitches. It's the only game that they let him break the triple digits mark. Yeah. So here's the Reds, what they do versus Azulay. It's only a game or two worth uh, at-bats. But once again, Nick Castellanos there with his uh, two for five and a triple. Nobody's homered off of him yet, but Schrock has a double. Tyler Stevenson has a double. Tucker Barnhart has a double. So, um, you know, they've seen him a little bit. Um, we'll see what they, what they remember. And then in, uh, Tyler Molly, he's going to go up there uh, for the, the Reds. And the Cubs kicked his ass earlier this year. On May 2nd, they got six runs off nine hits through five innings. Uh, they had three home runs off them. It was absolutely majestic. Then on May 30th, it was a, it was the opposite thing happened. They got one hit through five, and they struck out eight times. So we'll see which one we get this time. Cubs versus Molly. Uh, this is what you're looking at. Ian Happ should not play in this game. He's one for 16. It is a double but he sucks against him. Um, Rizzo's bad against him. Baez is okay. Hayward's bad. Contreras is bad. I mean, Bryant's good, but as you said, he's probably not going to play in this game. Bryant's got two home runs off him. Rizzo's got two home runs. So maybe they they get him. Maybe they tag him for something because it is Cincinnati, the band box, but I don't know. Like They're batting 176 collectively. It's not pretty. Um, and then in game three... There's going to be, 4th of July, there's going to be a Fathead Kids giveaway. And Kyle Hendricks is going to go out there. who And he has not faced Cincinnati yet this year. But the last time he went out there, uh, eh, it's okay. He gave up four runs, seven hits. Um, the one homer, um, six innings. I mean, he's given you have six innings all month. And he's pitched well. He's got the ERA under four. He's not elite right now this year, but he's the best we got. (laughs) (laughs) That was so defeatist, the best we got. Yeah. (laughs) And here's – but I got some bad news. The Reds love hitting off Kyle Hendricks. I mean, they love it. A.U. Hedio Suarez with two home runs. Joey Votto with three, batting three sixty seven. Jesse Winker's got a dog. Aristides Aquino probably won't even play because I don't even know if they let him on the team anymore. Anyway, they hit him well. Everybody's batting 300. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got they, – they love the they, – they've seen it a bunch. 
the team collectively is batting 300. They have an 887 OPS collectively at 196 plate appearances. It's not pretty. We're going to face Wade Miley, who we've also seen a bunch. And the Cubs faced him back on April 30th. They got uh, two runs on five hits against him. He went five innings. And uh, last time he went out there, he gave up four runs through six against Philly. But he's also had a couple decent stretches in this season and um, only one stinker, only one big stinker. And uh, here's what the Cubs do against him. It's not good. It's not good. Chris Bryant, who probably won't play because he's got a hangnail, has uh, two home runs off of him, batting four thirty-eight, seven for 16. Just amazing. But it will be such a shame that he's not playing. Uh, Contreras likes to hit off of him too, but uh, – Brian's got the only homers. Everybody else sucks. Uh, well, we know Contreras is going to be playing because there are no other catchers. Yeah, we have no other catchers. <laughs> like, by the end of it, it's going to be uh, Sogard catching. So, uh, I, then, can he catch with uh, with glasses on? I don't think you can wear glasses under your your helmet. I mean, didn't Daryl Porter wear glasses? Remember Daryl Porter? Jeez, no. <laughs> I'm bringing it way back. You're going deep. How about before contacts? I feel like, if, you know, it's like a fighter pilot. You got bad eyes. You, you're fucked. <laughs> so um, let's take the temperature. Today we're going to talk about taking erectile temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. I, I've always found it interesting that the temperature check is where we put that. But earlier you put in the weather. <laughs> yeah, but there's two different things. The weather and erectile temperature <laughs> is the two totally different concepts. I don't know. My rectal temperature tends to go up when the uh, weather's hot. Okay. <laughs> then I guess you can't yeah. get into the bar that's taking temperatures rectally because of the Delta variant. No, the, the rectal temperature bar is one that I am always kicked out of. <laughs> so what do you think? What happens in this series? Oh my God! Can they write the ship? I Get, tell tell me in the chat too. What are you thinking? I honestly don't have any fucking clue about this one. Like I'm literally went into the the Brewers and I thought, you know, they they just kind of came off a three. Like they should be okay. You know, it'll probably be. I think I said two and one. You know, and then they just got swept. And they got, and it's not even that they got swept. It's how they got swept. 10 runs in the eighth, uh, only gave up two hits, and then scored seven and lost by eight. Like, they did things in this last three games that make me question reality itself. I mean, I don't <laughs> even understand. That's what I mean. It's like it, you, it, it's just poop on the walls, and you're like, what <laughs> yeah. happened here? Wait, wait. I just left for the weekend, and I come back and, like, the, the roof is gone and there's poop on the walls. Like, I need a second to digest this series. Yeah, this is totally. So So going into Cincinnati, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, it could be anything. Maybe uh, maybe the river floods and they have to all go jump on that ark and fucking escape. All right. So there's your know. prediction. I, no, I'm going to say uh, I, I will give a real prediction. I am going to go. Two and one Cubs. Cubs win the series two games to one. 
I I have no faith in that at all. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm 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 saying it. I just it, that was like a prayer for mediocrity. I just like put my life out there like please oh, let please. us just get one X-Series <laughs> win on this road trip. Fucking. Uh, um, okay. Wyatt B2024 on Twitter says one and two. Artie Boucher says two and one. I'm going to say uh, John Vasky says Cubs get swept. They hate Cincinnati. I agree with all that. That um, would be expect- eight straight losses. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I'm going to say, um, no, that'd be nine, actually. Three in L.A., three in Milwaukee, three and nine straight losses. I'm going to say Cubs sweep. They get the day off. They regroup. They reset. They come back in. Wait, Uh, are you just reading Ross's tweet verbatim, regroup, reset, (laughs) when he was talking about Arietta? I don't know. That's what's going to happen, though. They're (laughs) going to get in there. Millsy's going to – everybody's going to look good. Uh, they're going to throw him the slow stuff with Millsy and Hendo. Uh, Alzali is going to write the ship. Every, every, yeah, uh, Artie says K- Hendricks throws complete game on Sunday. He likes the special hats. He's he's into the stars and stripes. Very patriotic pitcher. There's no way he lets us down. Um, I I really do think that they're going to piss us off by sweeping the Reds. <laughs> You'll be like when it was it's darkest before the dawn kind of thing, you know. Could you see so the Brewers get swept and the Cubs sweep the Reds and we're still three games back. Three games back and it just is all like Yeah, and then uh, you know, you've got uh Tom Ricketts, you know, just like wondering what happened. He's like, you know, I got I got gotta put up the picture, just like, come on guys, I thought we were finally agreed that we would have <laughs> lost the season. So that we could sell off the team and I could just like run this hotel and turn this whole thing around into my SPAC. So, um, all right. The show's over. I have the season's over. So I don't know why the show continues on. I don't know. I've I've been wondering that for three years, (laughs) at least three years. Since we won the world series, I've been wondering why we have this show, but we do. And I am going to say that I also have a band called the bleacher bum band we're playing july 24th and you should come see us because we had those good odds that we beat the diamondbacks and uh then you get to see rock and roll after a win yeah or uh, or you leave a shitty fucking game and you're down and you need a beer and some rock and roll. And then we just hang back out. And we all laugh. And I, I sing, fuck the Cardinals. And you beat on a, a on a cowbell with me. And we all have a good night. And, and yep, exactly. Regardless. So, uh, yeah, that's really my only announcement. Um, probably have more, but I'm not thinking of them right now. So let's uh, do some of these flexing cubes. The TFDs. Oh, you know what? I have one announcement. Oh. I, uh, I am really, really hoping to get the ninth inning of the baseball rabbit hole out this week. I have been struggling to get shit done and it's, it's on me just not getting in here to Are people mad at you. No, but that actually made it worse. (laughs) I'm like, wait, Oh fuck. Nobody cared. And I just brought it up. 
Fuck. <laughs> are you, you getting are you getting feedback? That, you guys no, I'm getting I'm getting no feedback. I just did that for myself, <laughs> and now I realized. Oh God! I remember <laughs> during uh, there was one time that a uh, we during the 2016 NLCS there was an episode that failed to upload. When, when we were using the SoundCloud RSS and the episode failed to upload and I had left for the game and I got all this hate mail from like random people that I didn't know being like, you guys, it's right during the playoffs. I can't <laughs> believe that you're not releasing an episode. I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry it didn't work. We did one. Nobody heard it. Too bad. I'll put it up tonight. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we're a game off. Yeah. Anyway, no, I do enjoy the baseball rabbit rabbit hole. I think it's a great show. But uh, yeah, uh, I did not get that that email or text. Well, I don't, but because it's not <laughs> because the thing you aren't doing isn't like you know has to be in the time that it is. It's not like you, you, it's not like you talked about Game Six that happened like right now, and you know, like we were we did that night. But so uh, I got a TFC here. Um, and this right, is, yeah, and I've got a couple myself. So okay, I got I got two. Oh, perfect. So so uh, here, here's the first one, and this one's kind of a visual one. Uh, this comes from Twitter. Chris Miller uh, tweeted out, "This is what true Cubs fans do living in St. Louis." And what he's done, you see, is he's taken, uh, I guess, bricks and turned his patio into a Cubs logo. Yeah, which is very it, impressive. Like it's it really very cool. cool, and that's yeah. what true Cubs fans do living in St. Louis. And then Aaron Truck Tire underscore, he, <laughs> he where that St. Louis Cardinals logo as his uh, avatar says, "Good luck ever selling your house." Wink, laughing, crying <laughs> emojis, which I, which is actually true. Like that was really stupid of uh, Chris Miller. To put Cubs bricks in St. Louis because uh, I agree you're a true fan, big fan, but you're not going to sell your house. And by yeah, the way, I don't think really that's are. a house. I think it's a trailer. So he probably <laughs> he probably just lives there until it blows away. Is what what my guess is down there. So and the, with the brick, the bricks will be the only thing left. Actually, <laughs> right after you know a twist that comes through. So that's that's my number one TFC. All right, here I got one uh, from Clark the Cub. Actually, no, I want to go with this one first. Okay. From David Ross's mask, Boog seems impressed that Morgan retired the first nine Cubs. Apparently, Boog has been watching some other team all month. Your average high school pitcher has a 50-50 shot at retiring the first nine Cubs right now. Oh, God, it's true. Which I, I love the idea, but I also love the fact that other people are starting to catch on. Boog doesn't watch the Cubs. Even if he's fucking games right in front of him, he has no idea what's happening out there. So so here's my last one. Um, I like this from Mike Dubs Radio, um, Dubs on Twitter. Uh, he, he writes, <laughs> who bats after Sogard? Answer, the other team. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. Such a good joke. Unless he's making the last out of the game, in which case, <laughs> <laughs> who bets after them is uh, maybe uh, Jock Peterson leading off or Wilson right. Contreras the next day. 
I don't know. Uh, all right. And then here's the other one. This one comes from Clark the Cub, the actual mascot. You are my guy, Bugshiambi. I remember the day for sure and didn't think anything of it. Cub together. What in the fuck does that mean? He was responding to Bugshiambi ignoring the game for at least two batters to tell JD a story about how he was on the phone and waved at Clark the Cub and Clark the Cub kind of didn't like came up to him, but he couldn't talk to him because he was on the phone. And it was, it was all this big fucking, you know, sitcom hijinks or whatever. So while this was going on, they were showing Boog and JD talking. I hate okay? when they do that. I hate the, the fact that people can look at us when we're talking. But if you're watching a fucking baseball game and this motherfucker's in there and he's talking about Clark the Cub and he's telling about how he didn't know, like he was talking to him and he didn't know and he was fucking high-fiving him and doing stupid shit, but he's on the phone. He feels like he offended Clark the Cub because he didn't talk to him or something. What the fuck are you doing with your life? We are trying to watch. We love the Cubs. We love baseball. We spend hours upon hours, hundreds of hours a year watching or listening to this fucking team. And this asshole is in here fucking telling us about how he may have offended the fucking mascot. And then the mascot feels like it's important that he fucking reaches out on Twitter to make sure that Bookshelby's not fucking upset what is going on with this team the fuck and then just to make it even fucking book shabby literally asked jd right after clark doesn't have pants he had no idea he has no fucking idea what he's talking about he didn't know clark didn't have pants he fucking watches the game he asks jd he's like hey jd why the fuck are they trying to hit the ball i'm not real under i i don't quite understand why they're trying to hit the ball rather than walk right here or you know they say that you don't have a guy on runner in scoring position you should only go for one against a good pitcher but you should really just try to hit a fucking homer fucking bug shabby shut the fuck up get the fuck off my ear Get a fuck with my team. I fucking hate you. God damn it. Fucking, they need to stick his ass in that fucking Clark the Cup fucking mascot costume. Make him run around the fucking field during a 100-degree day, and hopefully he fucking dies. Oh, God. Shut the fuck up, Cotton. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's some good shit. That, that's that's how the Sunranto show should end. So <laughs> <laughs> I really got nothing to add to that except for Spookog. <laughs> we got Clark coming in now. Uh, so Spookog. Spookog. I almost fucking blew again. I, I know you're I freaking already. you're freaking purple. So uh, <laughs> Spookog. I, I think I'm going to play this one just to settle everybody down. <laughs> And I didn't 
Every night I dream about wearing camouflage and gold. When we win the World Series that crazy night in Chicago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. 
Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.